Howdy folks, greetings from Namibia. I'm currently at the Okunjima Cat Park. If you've ever seen me wearing my cat lover shirt, this is where I got it. I'm filming on the balcony of my bungalow and in the background right now, there's a family of warthogs running around. So you might see them in the grass. You may see all kinds of animals running around in the background there. For today's show, I'm keeping it a little bit pared down for a couple of reasons. One, I have 35 minutes until I need to get back to the lodge to run an afternoon cat hunting safari. Hunting is in for photos, that's all. We're going to be seeing cheetahs and leopards. And also because the internet is really limited here, trying to upload a huge file is going to be very difficult. So thank you to everyone who's entered shots. You probably saw that I'm uh, giving away a great prize this week, which meant we got heaps and heaps of entries for our photo of the week. Now, I have to say, a lot of them ignored the instructions I gave on the website and sent files that were bigger than what I specified. So sorry, but they've all been disregarded. I put those requirements up there for a reason and I'm traveling in Africa. So getting five and 10 megabyte JPEGs just doesn't work. For this video, I needed under one megabyte. But each time I call for entries, then please uh, check them out. We're gonna get to the photo of the week in a second, but let me tell you a couple of things. First of all, check out the link in the caption below. My friend Louis's dog had a horrible accident. I'm sorry to segue this in here, but it's a beautiful animal. He's a good friend. It needs surgery. They put up a GoFundMe page. I don't want to pressure anyone, but if you got a few spare dollars, you're a dog lover and you want to help out, click through on the link. All the money will go to the surgery. They wouldn't ask if they didn't need it. And it's a beloved pet. If you're a pet owner, I'm sure you know how that would feel. So our sponsor for this week is actually this battery pack that I've been traveling through Africa with the last couple of weeks. And I'm using it right now, and I just oop, just dropped my phone over the edge into the wildlife area, whoops. Um, this is the Zendua, which model is it? A8QC. And I can genuinely say this is the best battery pack I've ever used. It's 26,800 mAh. It does quick charge 3.0. It's got the four ports on to charge out. It's got the percentage display for how much charge you've got left. Um, and one really cool thing, it's got pass-through power, which hardly any of them do, which means you can plug this in to be charging overnight and then still you know, plug your devices in and have them charge whilst it's charging at the same time. So in the morning, you're all good. And it's all die, uh, forged or die cast, I don't know, metal, and it's really, really strong. And even using four devices on it, charging high capacity devices at once in Namibia, in the heat, it didn't overheat or have any fault. So I'm really digging it and you can win one. And our top photo for this week will win one. So let's take a look at our shots here. I narrowed it down, we got I don't know, 60 entries, probably 25 of them were over the file size limit, and then I've culled the remaining ones down to eight to choose these ones out. So first, and our theme was travel, because guess what I'm doing right now? First one is from Adam Hughes. This shot, I'm gonna totally take a stab in the dark and say this is the Ganges River, just because uh, it looks like an, L, uh, an um, it could be an Indian man, I'm guessing that because of the elephant in frame. Um, 
going into Bathen. I think this is a beautiful shot. I think it really does speak to atmosphere and how the photographer viewed this location. And for me, that's what a travel photo is all about. We had a lot of entries that were like a beautiful waterfall or something like that, but there's beautiful waterfalls outside every town. You, it should be something that is unique to the place, identifiable and, you know, creates interest, makes people want to go there and see it themselves. This next one from Christopher Hall. Again, there's a lot of caves, but this is beautifully framed and it does tell a great story and it raises questions about where is it, how do you get to it, where's this exact vantage point, what time of day was it, all of that kind of thing. It starts raising those questions. So nice one, Christopher. Uh, this one from Marco Silva. People walking along, uh, looks like an ice track. Uh, sorry, Marcello Silva. Um, I just love it. Um, it may be because it reminds me a little bit of the Mongolian Winter Festival I was at a few months ago where we were like that on a frozen lake. But the position of the people, the colors, the tones, the whole composition I think works beautifully well. This one from Max Herpich. Sorry, it's a bit hard to read in this glary sun. Beautiful shot. Um, the, it's like two distinct landscapes and then the valley with all of the pools. I just thought it's interesting and makes made me want to know where it was. Next one from Rich Polaski. Now this one, it kind of works for me, but kind of not as well. I, you know, I really like the concept of framing things by foreground elements to you know, put the attention on the background. But here I feel like it, it's kind of framing, but it's kind of obscuring. And I don't know that the background is, at least to me, visually interesting enough to warrant the the spotlight on the time on this clock. I think maybe the whole structure would be more interesting. This one from Sal Tinoco, a little one walking through the, the driveway, it looks like to me. I think it's a beautiful shot. Maybe you're on holidays in the woods or something like that, but it does kind of just feel like outside somebody's home rather than an actual travel shot, but it's a beautiful shot nonetheless. And our last one, so what is it? Oh, the warthogs are right there. Um, Sam Owensby in the snow. Again, a beautiful one. I like the addition of the person in the frame there. I think it tells a nice story. Um, the, the clouds look like you've maybe tried to darken them down a little bit too much, but other than that, I think it's a great shot. Now for our winner, it's a tight one. There's two here that I think are fantastic, but I'm going to give it to the first one, Adam Hughes, that shot of the gentleman going into bathe with the elephant. I just think it's so evocative. And that warthog is really close. I hope it doesn't come over and grab my phone. I guess they don't eat phones. Let me just show you it. Hopefully I don't scare it off. Pretty cool, huh? And there's actually one there and one behind the bush. And there were babies around as well. Anyway. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, a little warthog distraction. So Adam Hughes, we will get in touch to get your shipping details to send you out one of these packs. Thank you to Zendua for sponsoring this. I actually love the product and wrote to them asking if they would sponsor the, the competition if they wanted some promotion because I think it's a great product. I can give you that assurance. You may see sponsorships on the channel from time to time, but it'll always be a product that I actually do believe in and think is great. So there you go. Next up. Okay, our next theme. What are we gonna make it? It's gonna be in a week's time, so jump on over to macgranger.com forward slash toglife 
and you can see all the details there and I'll update it there. But for now, let's make it... So I've just announced that the new monthly theme is red. So let's make the theme for next week's weekly comp green. So run with that. Green with envy, green nature, green body paint, whatever you like, but green. Green is our theme. Now, in terms of news, a recent ruling that the FAA in America requiring people to register their small drones for hobby use has been struck down. They say that there's some old rule about that they can't make that kind of imposing rule for uh, for like model aircrafts, and it applies here as well. So the mandatory registration of your drones for personal use in America is now no longer valid and it's not required. It was only $5 and not very onerous process at all to do, but still, there you go. Um, Trigger Trap, the company, you know, who make those triggers are unfortunately going out of business. So they've actually decided to make its mobile dongle plans open source so anyone can take a look at them. So if you're into modding and, you know, working on that kind of thing, then um, check it out. It might be something that you're interested in and you could make it into a great new product. But you want to keep in mind that if you do go to market and try and bring out a product, that it has a viable lifetime for the product because the company behind the, what's it called? The Tossable, is it Tossable? Tossable, 36 lens, 360 degree camera that raised uh, $1.25 million on Kickstarter back in, sorry, Indiegogo back in 2013 has just filed for bankruptcy. They're out of business. And I have to say, I've had met on my trip some people who are prolific uh, Indiegogo and Kickstarter campaign supporters, and a lot of them have supported projects that just never got off the ground, that got all the money, but then never delivered or were years late or change the design from what they promised. So, you know, it is still a crapshoot. Couple more pieces of news. So, MacFun. Uh, you know I do work for MacFun as well as what I've shared with you guys. I also do some work for them independently. They're, it's called MacFun because their editing software has been a Mac app that you could get through the, the app shop. And now they're making it available for Windows, or it's on its way anyway. So if you're a Windows user and you want a simple workflow and some really interesting results that you can get on your images in a much simpler process, check out the, the link in the caption below. I'll link you through where you can see the news story and where if you want to check it out to actually get a copy for yourself, you can do that as well. I forget, but I think because of my collaboration, I get some kind of discount for you. So if there is, I'll put that in the details as well. Interesting one here, and interesting that Justin decided to include this one. Justin, who puts together Tog Life for me, my assistant in Sydney. It was his first international trip last year when I took him to Photokina in Germany. And he's just letting me know that Photokina, after the 2018 show, which is still in September, two years after the last one, they're going to annual and bringing it forward in the year and broadening it out to more visual industry stuff. So 3D and TVs and all of that kind of thing. It really, it's a sign of the times. It's been shrinking every year for, the, for decades, every two years. But it does make me wonder, there's already brands who you would expect to be there who just disappear some years. If it becomes an annual show on top of all the other annual shows going on, 
I think we can expect to see overall the show to significantly reduce. Nikon, Canon, Sigma, Tamron, all these companies are not gonna be putting gigantic booths like they do at the biannual one if it's then gonna be annual and expend just as much cost each time. It just, it won't happen. The expenditure for that and flying people all around the world to staff it, I mean, a stand there plus all of that for someone like Nikon or Canon would cost millions of dollars to put on. So I just can't imagine that it's going to be anything like the show it was after 2018. And if this news coming out now may even affect the 2018 one, because people might think, well, why would I do this huge show in September 2018 if then there's another one that I'm going to go to and do a small one in early 2019? I might as well just wait for that. So who knows? It may already be the photo keener we knew is now gone. Last one, if you are lucky enough to be using Profoto B1X lights, they have recalled the batteries because there's a potential safety issue. You can check out the Profoto direct link in the caption below. Now, it seems that my talking is not bothering those um, little critters too much. They're really funny, actually. You see at a watering hole, impalas and kudus and all kinds of big antelope animals and zebras and giraffes and elephants and then these cheeky little warthogs run in and everyone just kind of freaks out and runs away they're like a drunk uncle at a party um let's take a look at some ask matt questions thank you to those who submitted some um i'm just gonna open it all up again i'm culling it back a little bit i've cut it down to seven questions here that i'll share um, inside the frame photography, Matt Granger, how old are you? How old do you guys think? I've had guesses from early 30s to late 40s. Don't let the balding fool you. I'm 37. Uh, there you go. Aaron the Young, would you rather use old film bodies with the newest generation of lenses or would you rather use cutting edge bodies with legacy film era lenses? Personally, I'd rather use the the modern body and the old lens, but that's not because I think bodies are more important than lenses. It's because I'm not terribly interested in shooting film on a day-to-day -day basis. LJ Bieberg, what would you recommend as the best way to get into photography after years of not picking up a camera when you only shoot with film? To all a new, to a new digitalized camera, blah, blah, blah. I would suggest you just stop putting it off get your gear out and do it. Borrow a couple of friends' cameras, go out with them, use their spare camera, start to figure out which system might work for you, mirrorless or DSLR and which brand feels comfortable to you. Start with a cheaper one, see if the hobby actually takes, shoot as much as you can, and over you know a few months you'll work out what you like to shoot, what the limitations are, and what might be a suitable longer-term camera for you. Maybe even look at a couple of year old one. They're still fantastic and you can probably pick something up for a few hundred bucks to work out if it is a hobby that's gonna stick. Uh, Dale Junior Photography. Uh, when will you have more information on your USA workshops? I hope soon. We're, we're, we've got so many things on. I'm really hoping to get New York and a couple of other cities set up in the next couple of weeks. I'll commit to getting details of those up in June to let you guys all know. I just don't know yet exactly where and when we're going to be. But all of my info on those kind of workshops, my tours and my download courses, that's all available over at mattgranger.com forward slash workshops. And at the moment, my Intimate Nude Portraiture series is on half price for all of June and it's gonna end at the end of June. So if you want a copy of that, jump on. 
Uh, Adrian Rami Poor. Hi, I brought a Nikon 70 to 200 f the latest one and i feel my autofocus doesn't work well with my d7100 can you guide me jump into your camera shooting menu and then no it's in the setup menu and then af fine tune and calibrate it uh i've spoken about this before if you have let's say this camera and this lens it's um it's a telly and a crop um let's say that I'm making this up by the way, the numbers. Let's say that Nikon says that plus or minus 2% on focus is the acceptable range. So let's say if they both actually, uh, this came out at plus one and this is minus one, overall it nets out and you won't notice anything. If however, this was at the extreme of back focusing and this was at the extreme of back focusing, then you could really notice it. And it's always an interface between the camera and the lens. And if you're using a teleconverter, that as well. So I would say just go through and do the tests on that. I will pop a card up on screen above where you can check out the video I did that details exactly how to calibrate your lens and, and camera. And the D7100 does support it. Lucky last, <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your favorite airline? I must've missed one of the questions that I had meant to choose. Favorite airline, I flew Qantas a lot in Sydney and I got to like them mainly because I got lounge access and easy upgrades, but I really like Cathay Pacific and JAL are good as well. The other question I had, and I'm sorry, I thought I'd saved it, but I must've missed it. Someone was asking about what was the 1500 millimeter setup I was using. It's basically this, this is the, uh, Nikon 500mm f4 uh, Fluorite e-lens, the new generation one that's a lot lighter. And then I've been shooting it with a two times teleconverter in there as well that's currently not on. And then with the crop, you know, that the lens is 500, the two times gets us to 1000. And then with the crop, my effective focal range or field of view is 1500mm. But I've actually been shooting most of this trip using this lens and the D5 and then sometimes in tandem with a teleconverter. And I'm working on a review of this lens, but I can share a couple of images with you now. So far, I'm really, really enjoying shooting with it. And lucky last is our Tog of the Week. Now, this week I chose out Amy Halpin from Sydney, Australia. G'day, mate. Um, she's shooting families, live music, and events. So if you jump on over to AH imagery, you can see her work there and it's you know nicely organized. The portfolios are all nice and clear and discreet. She's also got pets up there as well. Um, and an about page and a pricing and bookings page, which I, you know, people have split opinions on that, but I think not having that there can sometimes scare people off because they don't want to have to ask. They have, you know, if they're going out to compare prices, they might only in their first round look at different options in their area go for the ones that actually put it up front there. Can you see them? Still a pair of them right there. And I still need to go pick up my phone in a second and I'm almost at time. So thank you to those who've been watching. If you haven't already, do click the bell on YouTube to ring the bell, as they say, to turn on notifications. So next time I go live or next time something comes out, you get notified. The next Tog Life, when I'm back in New York, I am planning to film live and broadcast live. So if you jump on over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Matt Grange, you can see the upcoming live streams there. Watch out for the Ask Matt logo on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you're following me and you can ask your questions for the following week. 
And if you want to submit images for the green competition or submit details of you so we can feature you as TOG of the week, then you can do that over at the website as well. Thanks again to Zendua for sponsoring this month's, uh, this week's competition. Great battery pack. My GoPro is charged, which is great because I'm going to strap that to the front of the car as we go searching for cats this afternoon. And my phone would have been if I hadn't dropped it over the edge. Whoops. Actually, this trip I've dropped it so many times, I've cracked the screen twice before it fell there. So maybe three times now. Anyway, thanks guys. Sorry that this one was a little bit rushed. I hope you found something useful in that. I'll see you next week.